0: Sunday sermons from trinity umc in lincoln a podcast to help on the faith journey now on to this week's message from pastor jeff slater who here likes talking about death nope should i turn around okay oh hey retired pastor yeah it figures We'll talk later, Tom. <laughs> no, of course. Who likes talking about death? Nobody does, right? If you said yes, then there's probably another conversation that needs to happen. And there are so many reasons why any change is difficult to cope with. But when that change involves losing somebody that we care about, especially somebody who has deep roots in our hearts and in our lives, it's, it's hard. There's no other way to say it. And, of course, there's also the process of dying which is also not easy." You know, one thing I've come to appreciate as a pastor is that process of those last days. Now, not all are blessed to have a period of time when they are dying. For some, it happens in an instant. But for those who do, it is such a process. There are conversations that happen. There are ways that life seems to come and go, that consciousness seems to come and go. Uh, There are visits uh, sometimes from those that hasn't been seen in quite a long time. There are conversations that have been neglected. there's just flat-out gratitude, and that's enough. You know, one book I stumbled on uh, uh, quite a long time ago was about the deaths of early Methodists. Now, how do you walk by that on a bookshelf and not pick it up? Well, maybe Tom and I. (laughs) But I picked it up, and I learned that there was a tradition amongst er the uh, early Methodists of dying well and of recording that story of the time when they were dying. And as I flipped through so many of them, uh, there was one I remember was, uh, was lying in bed, and he just popped open awake and recited a psalm. And it it said what the psalm was. You know, he'd been saying it all his life. It was written on his heart. And there, when they thought he had been conscious for the last time, out came a psalm of all things. But it's not an easy process, is it? There's pain involved on many levels. And of course, grief for that which is no longer, for that which will never be in the same way again. And grief continues coming back time and time again. I'm tempted to say that this year especially, there are more faces on this altar that, uh, the, the, that had made deep roots in my heart. But the truth is, I say that every year. <laughs> every year I think that. And for those of you that were closest, that grief comes in waves So, who here likes talking about death? None of us, right? And I haven't even gotten to future death yet, right? Like those that we love that are still with us, especially for those that are older than we are, well, chances are the time will come when we go to their funeral, when we uh, celebrate their funeral death. I choose the word carefully. I also don't want to think about my own death, even though I know that death will eventually come for all of us. I just don't want to talk about it. And yet, the church calendar has a day set aside to do exactly that. The wisdom of the ancients is with us, is it not? And so, on this All Saints Day, as on every All Saints Day, we talk about death. Now, our uh, scripture this morning is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible, as it is better called. And we've been doing this through the fall, going through the Hebrew Bible, reminding ourselves of stories, maybe stories that uh, I'll bet some of you haven't really thought about since Sunday school, uh, but it's worth diving deeper into them. Maybe there's some that you've heard for the first time or we're only vaguely familiar with because there is so much richness and so much wisdom. Now, it helps to know a little history with some of them. It helps to unpack a little bit and stories storytelling was so different thousands of years ago, today's a good example of that, that it takes a little bit of translation. But there's so much that can speak into today's world. And so today, we've reached the prophet Elijah. Now, we've heard about Elijah not that long ago. We, uh, uh, well, observed a suicide prevention week. What was that? Early September, I think it was. And we heard part of Elijah's story then. Well, Elijah was uh, one of the great prophets of the Hebrew. Bible and in the tradition. And in fact, when Jesus uh, had a a moment on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, it was him and two others, Moses and Elijah. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. How's that for a short list to be on? And throughout Elijah's life, uh, he had done uh, many miraculous signs. Uh, He had called down fire from heaven. Uh, Shortly after the the suicidal part that we talked about a couple of months ago, uh, he was uh, on a mountain and there was a great fire a great wind, and an earthquake. And where does he find God? Not in all those great things, but in the silence that followed. So many moments of Elijah, so many stories that could be told. But now, uh, uh, but, but now at this point, we're to the end of his life. All of that has happened And uh, as with any great person, they know that the ministry can't end with them, but that it needs to be passed on to the next generation. And so Elijah has been paired up with Elisha, and yes, I know the names are confusing and how similar they are, so bear with me here, but uh, uh, Elisha uh, had drawn close to Elijah, his mentor who had been teaching him about uh, all that he needed to know to be a prophet, but the time comes for Elijah just like it does for us all. And when it does, Elisha doesn't want to talk about it. Now, Laurie read part of the Scripture for us. I want to read the bits that are in the the middle too and uh, fill in maybe a few of the nuances that, that might be missed otherwise. Now, the Lord was going to take Elijah up to heaven in a windstorm, and Elijah and Elisha, we're leaving Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here because the Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you live, I won't leave you. So they went down together to Bethel. But Elisha said, oh, pardon me, the group of prophets from Bethel came out to Elisha. These prophets said to Elisha, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? And Elisha said, yes, I know, don't talk about it. Elijah said, Elisha, stay here because the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as you lives, I won't leave you. So they went together to Jericho. The group of prophets from Jericho approached Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord is going to take your master away from you today? He said, yes, I know. Don't talk about it. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here because the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. Any guesses what Elisha said in return? (laughs) As the Lord lives and as you live, I won't leave you. Do you hear the longing in Elisha's voice, by the way? He knows that his time with his mentor are fleeting, that the minutes are few and he doesn't want to waste them. So, both of them went together. Fifty members from the group of prophets went along, but they stood at a distance. Both Elijah and Elisha stood beside the Jordan River. Now, do any of you ha- happen to remember how God delivered His people through… Uh, uh, from, fr- how He delivered His people from slavery to Egypt in the time of the prophet Moses? It was by the parting of the Red Sea, right? Maybe you're thinking of the, the, the image from the Charlton Heston movie and all of that uh, with the, the great parting of the Red Sea and they walked across on di- dry ground, right? Keep that in mind. Okay, so both Elijah and Elisha stood beside the Jordan River. Elijah then takes his coat, in older translations, sometimes it's called a mantle, a particular type of coat. He rolls it up and he hits the water of the Jordan River. Then the water was divided in two, and both of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, what do you want me to do for you before I'm taken away from you? Are there any last questions before I die? Elisha said, let me have twice your spirit. Elijah said, you've made a difficult request. If you can see me when I'm taken from you, then it will be yours. If you don't see me, then it won't happen. They were walking along, talking, when suddenly a fiery chariot and fiery horses appeared and separated the two of them. Then Elijah went to heaven in a windstorm. Elisha was watching and he cried out, Oh, my father, my father, Israel's chariots and its riders. And when he could no longer see him, Elisha took hold of his clothes and ripped them in two. That was a common way in those days of expressing angst and strong emotion was to tear your clothes and your robes. You know, this summer at Trinity… We had eight deaths in two months. Now, every death is significant. And those that happened earlier in the year since the last All Saints were just as significant. But I know our retired pastors at the very least hear me when I say that eight deaths in two months is a lot. It's tiring. It's wearing. It's so much emotion, so much loss in so small amount of time. And for the families that are involved, so much more so still. Grief is hard. Death is hard. And when we think of how much there is in the world of wars, of shootings, of natural disasters, and yet And yet, on this side of Jesus, we know that there is resurrection. We know that Jesus, God Himself, didn't only enter into death, we know that He not only experienced that process of dying Himself on the cross, but we know that He came back. And He didn't just come back and see His disciples once, He came back again and again, And he made sure that we know that there is more than we can see with our eyes. What was it he says in John? I think it is. uh, For a little while, the world will not see me, but you will see me. You know the reality that's bigger still. And that gives us hope for the future. It does give us hope that we know that death is not the end. But let's be honest. Even the resurrection doesn't make death any easier here and now in the midst of the grief. So Elijah had used his coat, and he hit the water, and it parted just like the Red Sea with Moses, and they walked across on dry ground. It was Elijah's deliverance to his own death in the story, right? Well, it turns out he dropped the coat. Listen to how it continues. Then Elisha picked up the coat that had fallen from Elijah. He went back and stood beside the banks of the Jordan River. He took the coat that had fallen from Elijah, and he hit the water. And he said, where is the Lord, Elijah's God? And when he hit the water, it divided in two, and Elisha crossed over. The group of prophets from Jericho saw him from a distance and they said, Elijah's spirit has settled on Elisha. And so life goes on, but it goes on in a new way. Elisha now carries the spirit of Elijah. And I don't just mean the water thing. I mean the spirit of God himself that was with Elijah. All that Elijah had taught him about how to be a prophet. All that he had given him in his life. Elisha now carries that on. It's now his to carry, his to bear. Every now and then, I do something. Maybe it's a turn of phrase that comes out of my mouth. More often, it's, it, it's a, way, a way I stand or a look on my face that I recognize that reminds me of my grandpa who was so special to me when I was little. I had a mentor whose name was Jim. I met him when I was in middle school. I interned in a weather office and he was one of the meteorologists. He took me under his wing and saw potential in me and was patient enough to draw it out. And every now and then I do something that reminds me of Jim. I do something that reminds me of Jim. I had another teacher in high school, a physics teacher, who meant so much to me. Uh, When he passed, I attended his funeral. I don't think I've done that for any other teacher, but I, I knew I needed to. And every now and then, I do something or say something that reminds me of him. You know, Hebrews 12, again, on this side of Jesus, in the New Testament, Hebrews 12 talks about the great cloud of witnesses that surrounds us, that mystical way that those who have died are closer than we know, that on these, uh, on these thin times when the veil of heaven and earth is especially thin, we know that those who have died are near. When we come to this table to receive communion, we know that mystically, that they're never as far away as it seems at times. But even without the mystical side, my grandpa, my mentor, my teachers, I carry on what they gave me every day. Every time I preside a funeral, I can't help but stand right there, look at the family, And see the one who has died in them. Every single one of us is not made up only of our own souls, but of a double portion of the spirit of all who have made us who we are. And it's worth talking about, even though it's hard, it's worth sharing with one another even though it's not a conscious thing. And it's worth being profoundly grateful. Let us pray. Oh God, we give you thanks for the great cloud of witnesses, that we are surrounded by those who have gone before us, that they're never as far away as it feels sometimes. Help us to know it. Help us to sense it. May communion be a time when we know we are together and are reminded. But God, thank you also for that part of them which lives on in us. Thank you for that spirit of them which has fallen double on us. May we live it knowingly. May we live that spirit proudly. And may we live knowing that the best in each of us is your spirit, binding us all together and bringing us all life. Now God, as we prepare to come to this table, we acknowledge that we have not always kept these big words and these grand things, that we have let our gaze drift, that like Elisha in the beginning of the story, there have been too many times when we just didn't wanna talk about it. Please forgive us of the times we've fallen short. Forgive us of the times when we have left important things unsaid or undone. And in this moment, may we come to you washed clean by your spirit of grace. We pray it all in the name of the one who showed us, who gives us, and whom we proudly call the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sunday Sermon. For more information on growth groups or how to more fully embrace the life of faith, visit us at www.trinitylincoln.org.